ออนไลน์พอดแคสต์ไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกันไปกัน On Clubhouse, and that's good. But on online, you're talking to yourself, which is another whole side of being a podcaster that sometimes you you need to and have to do. But this is my therapy moment. This is my I don't know. Whenever I have something significant in life that I want to capture, I want to put it sort of put it in the time capsule. I would do that. So here I am. I'm back on online. And by the way, thank you to all of you who sent me birthday greetings. My birthday was what was it two weeks ago now? A week ago. It was a week ago. Um, uh, on March 31st. So thank you to those of you who sent me lovely birthday messages, including uh, lovely Big Fatty, who put a a special. Mention um, on his show, put my clip on his show, and also have a, a, a greetings on birthday greetings on his podcast. Thank you so much, Big Fatty. You know, the one person who's probably subscribed to this podcast is probably Big Fatty. I look forward to seeing you all, uh, probably forty-eight people, at some point. I'm not sure it's going to be this year or not, but I look forward to. Going back into somewhat of a normalcy, but I'm I'm back here to document a few things that happened within the last couple of weeks. Super exciting stuff, and I was also watching RuPaul Drag Race season 14. And you know where there's a moment where they ask the the those people who are close to the final. Talking to themselves, their younger self, like the three-year-old self, or the five-year-old, or one-year-old self, and that gave me an inspiration to kind of have a little bit of a look back on on how I see myself. You know, it, it's it's interesting. You know, obviously it's emotional because you're looking at your old self, and there's a lot of history and past baggage and all that that comes with it. But it's interesting. But I'll come back to that. But what's exciting for me, and those of you who might who might know me long enough, who are or hung out with me recently on Clubhouse, know that something big happened in Clubhouse. Big in the sense that it is big because it's significant for me. It is significant for a lot of people who. Um, Who were we? We hung out for the past year on Clubhouse. There's this club called Shila Majit Fan Club, and 
many of you who are my friends or grew up with me would know that I have been a fan of Sheila since I would say like maybe late 80s, early early 90s. And I was introduced to Sheila Majid through my brother. He brought home uh, a, a uh, I think he was probably already in college then. He was in art college. He's six years older than me. So he's already in college and he brought home a compilation of Sheila Majid, this singer. And I fell in love with her music and I've been following her career, her music ever since. And just out of the blue last year, sometime in March, because, you know, things were very locked down last couple of years, especially the the, um, the earlier days of last year, people were still somewhat locked down. This, this is, what, 2021? And so I just randomly, because I, I could, I played her music on Clubhouse. And I know it's not quite legal to be doing, playing copyrighted music and all that on Clubhouse, but you know, just a few people. And without going to all this boring legal stuff, uh, the club was formed. In fact, several of us, I got to, I, mean, I just started the room playing Sheila's music and it just felt fun, right? Playing DJ, playing songs that I like, taking requests from people. And then I, we start to see a lot of other people coming in, people that I didn't know. People like uh, now, I consider a friend now, Gina, Joey, uh, Galvin, and Kunchu I knew for a, a, a while, but all these people that we we now have been together running this room called Everything Sheila Majid, where we play Sheila songs on a weekend, sometimes Saturday, sometimes Sunday, so we don't have a fixed day depending on my schedule. And I'm mostly the one playing the music. It is Malaysian time at 10 p.m. So for me, it's usually either before the time change, it is at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. now. Thank goodness. I don't have to get up this early. And we would just play her music, like literally everything about Sheila. Songs, we would talk about her songs. We would share stories about our experiences with with Sheila. Some work closely with her. Slump, some people that we talk um, were just fans like me. And uh, we tell funny stories. Like, for instance, the story that I shared was that I went to one of her concerts. And it's actually my first ever, like, real concert that I attended. And I attended with my brother, I remember. Uh, we bought tickets. I went with my cousin as well. And we, I, I went to I went to get her, her tickets and she was there just finishing up signing autograph. I did not plan. I didn't know that that was happening, so I didn't plan to go meet her, but she walked by, and I shook her hand, so it was like that made my day, and it was awesome. Then um, fast forward to uh, uh, the night of the concert. Okay, the night of the concert, I went there, and there were all her posters taped up along the sides on the left and the right of the corridor. And I, I was like eyeing those posters. And then at the end of the concert, on the way out, I just couldn't stop myself. I opened up one of the glass shelf and then removed one of them and took one of them with me. So when I 
open up this everything Sheila Majid room on Clubhouse, I would share that story about the fact that I stole one of the posters. And so that became like a funny thing that we always talk about. And of course, I continue to enjoy her her music. And, you know, you all know that I, I also enjoy singing and I, I like to sing. And so I... I would sing a lot of her songs. She her songs are not in my keys, but I always would sing like like three three steps higher so that I can do a harmony and and singing with her. And because of that and because every moment that I had when I was in theater in in high school, I would put on her music. I remember she came out with this minus one tracks of her famous music. And I would put them on and I would just, any free moment during theater practice with the sound system, I'm going to, during a break, I'm going to put the cassette, yes. I'm going to put the cassette on and then I'll sing uh, Sheila's songs. And because of that, my theater f- creative friends started to call me Sheila Majan. Her name is Sheila Majid. And because I'm John, they call me Sheila Majan. Funny. And that story is also shared with... Uh, many of my uh, f- friends now in Clubhouse that we hang out every single weekend. And quickly fast forward to the big significant momentous moment was that on somehow, somehow, somehow in the back of our head, uh, my head at least, I always have this, I don't know if it's wishful thought or what it was, I always have this thought in my head that on our anniversary of our club, or not our club, yeah, it's actually our club too, but for our, the f- we were looking back at when was the first time we got together and created this room. It was March 26th of 2021. It was not until like a month before March 26th of this year, when we look at our, our calendar, trying to see if we can do something close to that date for our anniversary room. And it was the exact day on the 26th of the Saturday, because we do this on Saturday and Sunday. So I was like, perfect, this is meant to be. We're going to create a room. We're going to call it the first anniversary. We're going to create several different promo rooms to kind of lead up to that to that big event. And by that time, uh, somebody, one of the co-mods, or the, the co-hosts of, of, the, um, of, the, of the room on, on Clubhouse already reached out to Jenny Chin and Mac Chu, who were these two, I would say, super influential musicians who were behind the music and the sound of Sheila's music. So we were not only into Sheila, but we were just into Sheila's music. So anybody who had uh, um, some kind of influence and contribution to her music, we would be interested to, to chatting with them. So we reached out to to Mac and Jenny. Jenny came into one of the rooms, which is like super amazing. And of course, the big moment was there were some connections. I know from earlier on, we've had some connections, not directly, but indirectly, we know that the message been sent to Sheila herself, the singer herself, 
that we have this room going. So she's very, you know, under, I mean, she's very supportive. It's like, oh, that's so sweet. Um, you know, that's awesome. And a year later, we send an invitation through like some connections. We just say, this is the room. We're going to create our first anniversary room. And if you have a moment, you know, come join us. This is to Sheila. <clears throat> and she showed up on that room. So we, we did our, our room as usual. And we did it a little bit differently. Typically what we do is we play her songs and we talk, chit-chat, just, you know, chat with other fans of hers. But this time we actually invited several singers and we sang. Uh, well, I say we because I'm one of the singers who, who sang some Sheila covers. And so it was fun. It was new. It was fresh. And there were a lot of people in there. And it was great. And then in the middle of a story that Jenny Chin was talking, uh, sharing with us about Sheila, Sheila came in. Um, I mean, we were like freaking out in the back, you know. It's like, oh, she's Sheila. I got to bring her up on stage. So I brought her up on stage. She just like kept quiet while listening to Jenny's story. And, and of course, obviously, for online, this is mainly to capture this very moment. If you want to listen to the entire thing, like if you're a friend of mine who were not part of that clubhouse experience and wanted to um, wanted to experience or want to hear that the recording or in clubhouse we call it replay of that particular room, I'll be putting it in in the show notes. So you can either go to my website onlinepodcast.com or just go to your show notes right now on your phone, whichever app you're using to play and look for that link to this room where uh, Sheila Majid came in and chatted with us graciously. And the the cool thing about this was that we always heard stories about how genuine and how kind and how much respect she just had for everyone. Because when you think of a seasoned performer, singer, a legend you automatically somehow equate them to being like super distant or like a diva. She is totally not that. So down to earth, so humble, and so appreciative of what we're doing, and, and came in during her own personal vacation time, tried to find a good Wi-Fi sp spot area where she can come chit-chat with us for a moment. And she did just that. So I'll have a link in my show notes if you want to get there. Uh, definitely go check that out. So the weird moment, the funny moment was that I was so collected, right? I'm very calm. I'm like, okay, bring her up on stage. Da, da, da. She's up on stage. And then I told Jenny that, hey, why don't we ask Sheila? Sheila's here. And then she... Sheila just say, I, I, I don't even remember what she said. She said like, hi, or something. And I heard her voice and I just started screaming like a little girl. Uh, proudly, I'm proud of that. It's not something to be embarrassed about being a girl. 
but it, it was funny and embarrassing that I was such such a shift from like, uh, hello, Sheila, welcome to everything, Sheila Majid. And ah! he's screaming. But man, that moment, can you imagine somebody that you've listened to, the music is part of your life since the 80s. I was born in the 70s. And I've I've learned about her music in the late in the eighties, and listening to her all the time, went to her concerts, and adoring her, and now she is in the same not physical room, but she's in the same virtual room with us on a call, and we were chit chatting, we were talking to each other, and she was so gracious. You gotta go listen to the the recording if you're interested. So. That's like the monumental moment that I wanted to kind of capture with online podcasts, which is what eventually this is what it is now. It just I feel like I used to have more things to talk about, and maybe I'm just more lazy that I don't do this regularly. Let me take a quick look. The last time to put my glasses on. The last time I did this was September of 2021. So at least it hasn't been a year. <laughs> so now it's been several months since I uh, I did my last recording. But now I'm back talking about Sheila. And if you're still listening to to online, thank you, thank you. And you kept my uh, you kept the subscription in your uh, in your feed. Oh, I just realized something something wrong happening to the website. I gotta go, oh, I know what's happening. <laughs> I uh, there's like some website web design thing that I stopped the subscription and now what it does is show a bunch of codes on my website. I'm gonna have to go fix that later. I'm so glad I did this recording because otherwise I wouldn't have caught all this this little mistake on there. Anyway. So that was a big moment. And and of course. Despite all that, I've been busy with work and following that because this is the 26th and following that was my birthday. And my birthday was so busy. I, I was like at work since early, early morning. And, um, and then I planned a trip to go see my family in Nashville. My sister is in Nashville now because her daughter's there, my niece. And about eight months ago, she gave birth to Arthur. He's the youngest member of the family. Sorry about that. The ding dong. Let me turn on notification. That's one thing. Uh, focus. I'm going to turn on focus. Do not disturb. So there's no notification coming in. About eight months old. Arthur's about eight, eight months old. And... I, Mabel sent me, my niece sent me this lovely, oh, I wish I have that. I mean, I have it. I don't, I don't have it like with me right now. And a lovely note about asking me to be Arthur's godfather. And I mean, my, the, <laughs> the first thought, Mabel, my niece is really, really good at writing. You know, she's a, an awesome writer. And so she wrote this really touching thing from the point of view of Arthur of asking me to be the spiritual guide and and the uh, the faith um, steward, or I don't know what you call it, like as a godfather, right? Um, and 
I was very touched, but at the same time, I kept thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm so old." Or I mean, I'm not really old, but relatively speaking, like his godfather is like 48 years old, older, fade 48 years older, like about half a decade older than him, and、uh, which means he better get some spiritual guidance from me. <laughs> Uh, before I die, <laughs> because、uh, in 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 his twenties, I will be in my seventies. So you know, we're gonna spend some quality time. Which talking about spending some quality time with Arthur, I get to spend for the first time in his life, my life too, together with him. Quality time. I get to hold him. Uh, um, baby him, play with him a lot while I was visiting Nashville. So that was sweet. So meet meeting、uh, meeting Arthur for the first time and and hanging out with him, such a special baby. Of course,、uh, the main thing was his baptism, the baptism on Sunday,、uh, April. What is it? April second, third, April third, I think. So、uh, that was fun. And the little, of course, Arthur has two siblings older than him. The oldest one is、uh, Jude. He's about three plus now, almost four, and and then、uh, Eleanor too, the sister of Arthur, and they both are. They're so different. They're so cute. I got to spend a lot of time with them as well. Went to the park. We went to Publix, which is cute, adorable. There's they have this big wagon that that I would push, and they would go with me to to Publix because they want to get cook free cookies. And so adorable spending time with them. And of course, it's always lovely to see Jude and Joe. Jude and Joe. It's lovely to see Mabel and Joe. And my niece and and my、uh, my niece's my niece's husband, and it's it's good to hang out with them because Joe is a really good cook. So we made like beignet from scratch,、uh, sweet as well as savory beignet, like with uh, 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 crab filling. Ooh, so good! And and then I you all know I like to cook. Also, I love to eat. So we we cook together.、Uh, what else did he make? Oh, he made another, another meal from scratch. He loves to like spend time cooking. What did we make? What did he make that I helped too? I can't remember now.、Um, but what I was trying to say was that another great moment there was to actually hang out with my sister because we live in two separate countries, and it's very rare that my sister and I get to have an extended. Period of time hanging out together, and you no, know, spending time with my family is very important to me. I I always try to make a point of spending time with a with quality time with my family members, especially those that I cannot have the the luxury of being physically present, like my parents, for instance, and 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 my sister who typically live in Malaysia, so. I get to spend time with my sister. It was amazing. It was always fun hanging out with my sister, and so that was great. in In Nashville was awesome. And after 
what was that? After the baptism on Sunday, I I was in the like later in the evening. I before the kids go to bed, I get to hang out with Eleanor. So Eleanor's two, and she is typically not very open immediately to new people. I've only met her once when she was one, right? Last year went. And she was also a little bit shy, you know, and uh, but keep a distance. But before I, I left, she warmed up to me. But when you haven't seen her for another year, you gotta like re-earn the trust all over again. So which is what I did. Went up to, uh, went up to her, and then like slowly, she got warmed up. So we went out to, uh, to play outside. She was just, you know, having fun. I was just following her around, take pictures, take videos of her. And then on the way in, she just sounded, I mean, she just sounded, she smelled so stinky. She's like this stinky fart. And too much detail. It turned out she had a big, like, doo-doo uh, diarrhea, <laughs> which I won't go into the details, but she got sick. Um a few times then that spread that went to my niece and the following day so I, this is Sunday evening and Monday morning uh, I'm supposed to leave Monday evening so Monday morning we got up all we were doing was like helping the kids clean up put the bed in and and you know by that time my niece Mabel was already sick and so we were like taking care of, and Mabel's still breastfeeding the eight-month-old. And so we've, we've just been scrambling, trying to get people to um, not feel sick. We did that as much as we can and uh, said goodbye to the kids Sunday toward like, you know, evening about 24 hours after that stinky experience. <laughs> I... I went, I left the house, I took a, a ride, a lift to the airport. And on the plane, I got a message because I was on Southwest. So Southwest, you even without Wi-Fi, paying for the Wi-Fi, you can still have free text messages and you can watch live TV. And I was watching the live KU basketball game. I'm not a sports fan, but, you know, KU... Um, college the university of kansas basketball team was about to win the national championship so i was following that just to make sure and they won so that's all good but that's also when i got a message from my sister that okay now jude the older brother is also now sick throwing up and all that and because of that they have to call joe to come back joe's mom came joe's mabel's husband my niece's husband Joe and her mom, Brenda, came over to help out. Brenda got sick, like, that night. She started to throw up. And, oh, no. So I was like, oh, my gosh. I feel so bad for them because, you know, it's it's hard enough to take care of a, a, a almost four-year-old, a two-year-old, and then, like, an eight-month-old. And then the mom is now sick. And then the mother-in-law is now sick. It's a big, it's, it's just a chaos. So next morning I came home. Uh, it was a late night flight because it, my flight's like at 9.30. 
So I didn't come home until about past twelve, like midnight, a little past midnight. Came back and had my dinner. I fixed something, ate, went to bed. Didn't think much about it. Wake up the next morning, getting ready to go to work. I mean, working from home. And、uh, got up, start to feel, start to feel a little weird, like my. Chills. I'm feeling cold, and、uh, then my stomach starts to not cooperate.、I、have to go to the bathroom, so you know where this goes. Not as serious though. I, I really only had like one or two runs, but I felt that、I、definitely. the The worst thing was actually I felt this little kind of chills, the same as when I got my COVID vaccine. That kind of like not full blown chills, but I'm still cold. Not quite having a fever, but feeling feverish. So that's what I felt, and I thought, "Oh crap, I'm getting it," and、uh, braced myself, checking in with my sister, and she was still doing fine then, Monday morning.、Um, but she's tired because she hasn't. Like eaten and because she's been taking care of the kids while 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 my niece is throwing up and all that, so I ended up、uh, still work from home a little bit. But at two thirty, I just like felt this hitting the wall type of feeling, and that's when I thought, oh crap, could this could this potentially be COVID? Because one of the symptoms of Covid is actually diarrhea and headache. I had actually had this headache, and also、uh, muscle aches. So I was feeling those things. So I thought, oh crap! I took a test that afternoon,、uh, a home test, and、uh, the it came back, which was actually very very interesting. Doing the home test thing. Uh, I've never done a home test. This is the nasal swab test, and so I did that. Came back negative, so that's good. But speaking、uh, sp- speaking to my brother at the time, who who's you know he's been to several scares as well, he said you should probably go get a PCR test anyway, especially if I have some symptoms, right? To which I, have, I was body was aching, I was having chills, and. Um, I had diarrhea and、uh, um, headaches, and I was starting to develop this like ch- chest tightness also. So, and I have asthma, right, y'all? Y'all know I have asthma, so that's why I'm I'm very careful with with COVID still, even though a lot of people seem to think that it's over.、Um, I I just couldn't stay awake. I mean, I was so sleepy. At about six o'clock, I went to bed, and did I even eat? I don't think I even ate because I couldn't. Right, I was just feeling sick, so I, I, I wasn't feeling like eating at all. I, I remember texting Bruce saying that maybe can you get me some chicken stock or something, something light like soup. And he made oh, and then I I I went to sleep. He came back and、uh, woke me up to to eat. And at that time. I was already move all my stuff down in the basement where my studio is. I put up the air mattress because I don't want to be 
sleeping with Bruce while I potentially could have coronavirus. And so I moved everything down to the basement and slept here and uh, didn't eat, fell asleep again like at six something, didn't wake up until like 4 a.m. in the morning. This whole time sort of like in this weird kind of um, hallucination kind of mode you know even though i was sleeping but i i felt like i was not quite sleeping because i was i don't know i was worrying or or what just or the 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 virus in my stomach the the stomach bug in my smart stomach was just like doing something to me and uh but because because talk, after talking to my brother i i did make an appointment the following day on on wednesday to go get a pcr test done so I got up the next morning. Woke, I didn't wake up, like, literally. So I woke up at 4-something because it was really cold, trying to find blankets. I, I couldn't find this big blanket that I needed. And so I just ended up getting some throws put together, and I was just too tired to actually do anything. And I got um, um, my blanket up, turned up the heater, and just went back to sleep and didn't wake up until nine something and my appointment to get my pcr test was at 11 o'clock so i have to quickly get up get ready head out and get my fir uh, first yeah first administered nasal swab sample thing pcr test the first time i did a pcr test they actually have me swab it myself and this is the one that the nurse came out and stick this thing up your nostril. It's not that high though, even though I was bleeding. <laughs> Sorry, this is a bit of a TMI. I, I was bleeding when the, I, I can see there's blood and after the the Kleenex, the tissue that they gave me, I was wiping and there's blood. Not that it bothers me, it didn't, but uh, it was not as uncomfortable as some people were saying. So thank goodness I, I tolerated it just perfectly fine. And so I got tested and came home. I was already feeling a little bit better. Tight chestness, tight chestness, chest tightness was still there. And I came home and um, rested some more. I took that day off. I was still working the day before until I crashed. And then, then I, I just took that day off and just tried to nap and sleep as much as possible and just get rested. And that late evening, I heard that uh, from her back from from the hospital that my my test came back negative, so I didn't have uh, uh, COVID. So thank goodness. But I told Bruce uh, my stomach is still not quite ready yet. I feel like I still have this weirdness, you know, in my tummy. So which means I still have the virus and the stomach virus, and I don't want to give that to him. So I decided to just spend another night in the basement. And I was feeling a little bit better already. So what I ended up doing was that I I started looking at some equipment. Uh, and those of you who did not know, um, I talk about equipment every now and then, because of Clubhouse and because of podcasts, right? You know, I don't. This is not the only podcast. I have several other podcasts. One active one, all of you know, is is Ding the Bell. No shit, not that. That's the whenever we want one. Benang Hokkien is the one that I do every single week. So I, I got a new setup for like a mixer recorder thing called Roadcaster. And that's the the recorder that I'm using right now. 
and I also got a Shure SM7B mic. I don't know if those of you, any any of you out there cares about equipment, but that's what I'm speaking to you right now with. But I also got another mic. It's the Beta 87. No shit, Beta 87 is what I really want also, but it's way more expensive and more delicate. So I I got this the Beta 58A and uh, anticipating when I'm on the go because yes, I'm planning a trip back to Malaysia in September. I already bought my tickets. So hopefully this time I get to go back. Who knows? This virus, I don't know. But we will be, uh, I'll be taking stuff. You know, I always take, I always record my podcast when I was traveling anyway. But I have this Tascam recorder that I've been, I've been using for years and years. Like I think after iRiver, do you remember I? Who remembers iRiver? Who remembers iRiver? You can reach me on Twitter. You can reach me on Instagram. You can reach me uh, uh, on my website. You can reach me on the website through email. Whatever. Let me know. Who remembers iRiver? Those of you who are listening. I should have kept it. I think I gave it to somebody. Anyway, iRiver. After iRiver, I got Tascam. So it's been a, like a long while. Like this is, I don't know, 12 years, uh, something like that. Like a really long time. And uh, that Tascam recorder, the recorder still works, but the, the physical thing that I was pressing the button to press and hold the button to turn it off and I crushed the whole thing by putting my thumb through the unit. It just cracked, right? So it's cracked and so I, I got to get a new one. So now I got a new recorder. I got a Zoom H6. Those of you who are interested in equipment and gear, I have a Zoom H6 now. That thing is a beast. It's quite quite a big recorder. It's a field recorder as well as a some kind of like a mixer too. It's also an audio interface. I tested it out. That allows me to do my Sheila room, which is typically what I just do is I just talk and play music and host the room. So I'm going to be doing that on the go. And while being able to record podcasts live as well. So more to come, more to come. Hopefully, hopefully I have the time, the moment, the mind space to do more of uh, online in the, in the upcoming uh, weeks, <laughs> months. I don't know. I always say that and I don't do a show. But regardless, going back to where I started, what inspired me to doing this particular episode uh, of online was that I I was looking at baby pictures of of um, the RuPaul Drag Race contestants, and then while I was doing that, I, I thought of they always ask this question. If you're not familiar with the show, they always ask what do you want to say to your young self? So sometimes they could be a two-year-old, it could be your three-year-old self, could be a one-year-old self or five-year-old. And I saw a picture of me. I think I was probably five years old. And and that really sort of, there. I mean, all these little pieces, instances, sort of get me to, this moment where I sort of 
want to collect my thoughts and put them in something that I can go back and listen to maybe 10 years, 30 years, 50 years from now. <laughs> 50 years from now, I'll be 100. Um, almost 100. But there were, you know, there were moments that's like, wow, this is like deep. And that's the moment that I wanted to, ca wanted to capture. And it's the moment like this. What do I want to tell myself? And it's not so much what I wanted to tell myself, but the whole exercise that I saw on RuPaul Drag Race gave me the idea that when I look at myself in that picture, and some of you may have seen this also, because I, I have probably shared this with maybe on my Instagram or on Facebook or something to with with some of my friends of of what um what my gay little self looked like. In fact I think I probably okay yeah I did have I had a I had a recording back in twenty ten. No of course back then I had a lot more to say because I feel like you know we've made some progress, not enough, but some progress when it comes to gay rights and being being able to live fully and truly as yourself. And I remember there was a story on uh, I can't remember on online somewhere where there's a mom who 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 helped her son dress up in this woman's uh, this is a girl's character, and and it was awesome. And I remember this picture of mine that I that I have and I will I'll share this with you again is my self in this chiffon see-through a little bit uh, with sequins uh, is it chiffon it's like kind of like this net thin soft net um, fabric and I don't even know what it's called I'm just call it chiffon <laughs> I'm not sure if that's even the correct name and uh but looking at myself you know when when i when i look at that picture i i don't know if i want to teach or advise that 5 year old self of me or do i want to learn from that 5 year old self and I think it's more true that it's the latter. That I'm I'm looking at my face of how confident I was in this supposed uh, this girl's dress. But I was so confident. I was doing Chinese opera. Chinese opera always have this long flowy sleeves and you do a lot and that's part of your tools. You know, you would like twirl your fingers and all that and it's very feminine and and i just am drawn to that art and when i look at my my five-year-old self rather than teaching my five-year-old self and telling my five-year-old self that hey boy you're gonna grow up just fine you're gonna this is like obviously before i run into all this bullying and and people making fun of my being feminine and my being queer and gay and poking fun of me. And, that, and, that, and that's another struggle. I mean, I've went through that also. But at that time, though, at my that five-year-old self, 
I was so confident in doing what I was doing. I did not care if it was a girl's outfit that I was I was dressing up in, and I'm a boy. It did not matter. I only see joy in my face. That five-year-old self. By the way, that little feather thing that you'll see, um, over to the right of me on my television, that thing. Uh, I later on figure out how to tie that on my head so it becomes my headgear. It's I just just know that I was fabulous back then. <laughs> uh, yeah, my five year old self is what I want it to be now. It is what inspires me now. It is what gives me the confidence that I needed for life. I needed that five-year-old again, and that is what I'm aspiring to becoming. Benjamin Button, <laughs> going back to my five-year-old self. But I, I was happy. I was confident. I was sure of what I was doing. I was sure and confident of who I was back then. When you get older, you got influenced by other people, and you wanted to be like this and like that, and that really shatters some of the confidence that you have. I can't say for all childhood, but because I I can I have to thank my parents for just encouraging me to to be who I was supposed to be. Right? I mean, th this is like somewhat like a new concept, being who you are. Is it's sort of like a new thing for me. Back then, people don't talk about that. People just, just say, "You are just you just be you, right? You just like duh. You you you're just a child." But my parents were so supportive of everything I do. They did not stop me from wearing that that girl's dress. They did not stop me from my love of Chinese opera. That became the really the the base. The core, the root of who I am today. Now that I start to think back about it, you know, as a forty-eight-year-old man, I can then look back at my five-year-old self and say, "Hey, you got it, boy. You got it, girl. You got it at that moment. That confidence that I have now." Uh, or occasionally, that's you know, it, it it could be shaky at times. You know, all our confidence could 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 hit some kind of roadblock at times. But this is the picture. This is the moment I want myself to remember that you be your five-year-old self in front of your TV in that chiffon dress. That is what I want to be. That is what I need to see. That is what I need to share with all of you. This is who I aspire to be when I grow up. And I was five. <laughs> okay. And that wraps up wraps up the thoughts that I wanted to share with you. And. I hope you come back for more. I think this was poignant to me, right? At at that moment, it was very poignant. I I thought I need to jot this down. I need to make a mark in my podcast so that I remember this moment. 
So until next time, we talk to each other. Goodbye. Don't forget to smile.